Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Carrot Juice Pod. My name is Carrot, last name Juice, and I am here to bring the good news, to uh, provide some social commentary for you that you haven't heard already. Here at Carrot Juice, we have conversations about popular culture, about entertainment, about finances, about professional development, and whatever I find interesting. Um, I'm also delving more into modern dating and relationships. If you haven't already, check me out on YouTube. I'm posting more frequently over there, and you know the podcast comes out every Tuesday. So yeah, without further ado, let's get right into the content today. I hope everybody's having a good day. So there's been a lot that has gone on this past week, to say the least. And I wanted to start off this podcast um, addressing one of the biggest stories that's happening right now. Um, If you haven't heard already, there was a very popular um, Instagram model who was. uh, Let's say um, I want to make sure I keep this safe for YouTube. She was deleted over uh, the past weekend. So um, condolences to her and her family. But uh, we have, I want to make sure, K-H-O-U news uh, channel out of Houston with the report. And I'm going to have them report on what occurred. So give me one moment here. And then I'll give my thoughts. But an Instagram model with more than 2 million followers is found murdered in Richmond. Tonight, police say they don't know or don't rather have a motive, but the suspect is dead too. Our Grace White is following the case. Her name was Miss Mercedes Moore. At least that's what she goes by on Instagram, where she has more than 2 million followers. Her real name, Janae Gagnier, now dead at 33. We pulled in while everybody was still here and the police were here and the people were grieving. Neighbors at the apartment complex in Richmond on West Point Circle shocked Sunday evening to see a crime scene. This lady did pass away that she was killed and really that's all that we know. And much about the case is still a mystery. Richmond police are the lead. All they've said so far, they believe it was a murder-suicide. The medical examiner says she was strangled to death. Found with her was 34-year-old Kevin Accordo. The ME says he died by suicide from multiple sharp force trauma. Certainly we're going to be praying for our family. We just we know that it's a, a tragedy for the whole community. A tragedy where there's still no known motive. Police say her family told detectives there was no relationship between the two. But there was no forced entry. Investigators confirmed his address in Florida, leaving family and friends to wonder if she was stalked on social media. But when we asked, Richmond police told us it's all still under investigation. Grace White, KHOU, 11 News. Hmm. Yeah, so like I said before, Um, condolences to her, uh, family. This young lady was, um, deleted this past Sunday. Um, and I'll go into the article here. Um, but what I want to say is I want to, uh, kind of highlight here and I don't want to, um, 
be insensitive about this subject. Um, condolences to our family. Uh, however, I want to use this as a learning uh, tool to other um, people who are out in the public eye, especially women, especially women who have huge followings on Instagram. Um, it's dangerous out here. You need to start thinking um, smarter about how you're moving and you need to really, if you're making uh, good money and have a big following, it's probably time to start thinking about getting some security. It's just a thought. Um, so I'm going to read another article here to get some more further in-depth information about the situation. And then I'll provide my thoughts on uh, what's going on here. So um, this article comes courtesy of click2houston.com and it is entitled Miss Mercedes Moore Cause of Death Revealed. And it was published on August 31st which is today. So uh, authorities have also shared the cause of death of the suspect in the case. So her name, Janae Gagnier, better known as Miss Mercedes Moore in a photo. Um, they have a photo of her on her Instagram account right here. Oh, let me pull this up. They have a photo of her on, uh, on her Instagram account right here. Okay. So uh, the Instagram model, Miss Mercedes Moore died of strangulation and traumatic concussion, according to the Fort Bend County Medical Examiner's Office. Miss Mercedes Moore, whose real name is Janae Gagnier, died in an apparent murder-suicide in Richmond, Fort Bend. Authorities said on Monday she was 33 years of age. So, yeah, definitely is sad. Murdered in your own home. So the suspect, Kevin Alexander Acorto, 34 of Florida, died of suicide by multiple sharp uh, forced trauma, Gagnier and Acorto were discovered at her home in the Cortland Apartments in the 5200 block of Point West Circle at approximately 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, Richmond police said in a news release. At this time in the investigation, police said they do not believe there is a relationship between the suspect and the victim. Um, and they just are considering it a murder-suicide. They have an ongoing investigation to figure out more about the motive of this incident. Now we have uh, some of the details of this incident and I'll provide more of my commentary. What I need to see and what I uh, want to happen moving forward is I'm looking more so at other people of influence, other people who have a following you need to start moving differently. You need to start considering um, not posting everything you're doing everywhere you're going, okay? If you're going somewhere alone, it's probably in your best interest to not post exactly where you're gonna be beforehand. If you have a huge following over, she had 2 million followers, you probably shouldn't be broadcasting that information because at that point you are a target. Like people are looking at you um, in a way that you have some value, you know? So when you think of it that way, um, just make sure that you're being careful and you're being safe. And I would encourage any person that's, uh, in the public eye that has some social media fame and notoriety and is making money off of that. You should look into security. Um, it's worth it. And if you can afford it, um, by all means, uh, you should do it. Um, 
There's been some other speculation about her relationship with this uh, suspect. I'm not sure and I haven't confirmed the reports, but it is allegedly reported that Miss Moore was along with the Instagram model. She had an OnlyFans. So she had an OnlyFans where she was um, engaging in uh, spicy adult content and she had a following because of that as well. And there's been speculation and reports that the uh, suspect who uh, deleted himself after the incident, Kevin Alexander Acorto was uh, stalking her and apparently one of her fans from her online persona and her content. So it's very dangerous out here. And a lot of women need to start moving in a different way. Uh, you have an OnlyFans, you're a boss babe and all and all that we understand, but um, it only takes one crazy person to come and, um, you know, be in your vicinity at the wrong time. And that could be, be it for you. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just using this as a cautionary tale, condolences to her family and um, yeah, everybody's talking about this story right now and it's uh, it's something that uh, people of all walks of life, if you're male, female, whatever, if you have some kind of fame, nor notoriety, you're coming up, you have resources, you should be thinking about protecting yourself, uh, security, uh, getting the proper uh, knowledge about uh, being able to carry a firearm legally all of those type of things, uh, home security and what's the best options for you and your area, not posting everything on social media, just a public service announcement. Whew. So that, that was a deep way to start the podcast. Um, however, we are going to transition and move on to the next story that I wanted to talk about. And what I also wanted to talk about today is on a lighter note. Over the summer, over the summer, there was a phenomena that swept. Um, well, not it wasn't over the summer, right? It was last last summer. There was a phenomenon that swept the entire um, country uh, during the pandemic. And if you ever watched The Last Dance, you know what I'm talking about. So in the last dance that's documenting Michael Jordan and the, the Chicago Bulls in their 97-98 season, there was a story that came out um, during that um, show when it was talking about Dennis. Dennis the Menace, as in Dennis Rodman, and his uh, behavior on that team. And there's a story that came out by Rolling Stones uh, that would connect to what, what was going on there. So I'm gonna share the screen here. So according to the Rolling Stone, um, Dennis Rodman's 1998 Las Vegas bender to become a feature film. Shout out to Dennis, shout out to Dennis. So, That while it says that the wild vacation was a highlight in the last dance docuseries. So um, Dennis Rodman's 48 hour vacation to Las Vegas in the middle of the Chicago Bulls 97, 98 season will be chronicled in a new scripted feature film. 
48 hours in Vegas is what they're gonna entitle it, I guess. So the incident gained renewed prominence last year when it was covered in the episodes three and four of The Last Dance as the doc recalled Bulls heads coach Phil Jackson granted Rodman the respite when he was underperforming midway through the season. So Rodman, however, didn't come back at the prescribed time. So Jackson and Jordan had to retrieve him themselves while Carmen Electra hid under a blanket behind a couch in their hotel suite. Wow. So this is going to be a, a really good uh, a movie if it's done right, because I'm kind of getting some uh, hangover vibes from it, like one of those crazy uh, adventure road trip type of movies, a little bit of like Harold and Kumar type of vibes. So if they do it correctly and they have the right director to um, really bring the story to light and keep it light and fun, and they're gonna have to put the right cast of characters around him. Like I'm hoping that it's like a Vince Vaughn uh, appearance in this type of movie, because I feel like he would thrive in uh, something like that. So yeah, stay tuned for that. There's going to be a 48 hour vacation Las Vegas movie starring none other than The Worm, Dennis the Menace. So, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I know he's been through a lot of stuff in his life. Um, he's always been kind of a troubled person um, and different. Like he's been different. He's been wearing all kinds of different uh, hair colors and looking, uh, you can never say he's a square. He's, he's, he's his own unique man, unique personality. So I hope, I hope that that, uh, film does well, because I do think he's a good person from all attempts. He's just, he's well-spoken. He's a uh, humble and, um, he's just kind of misunderstood. So I hope that this shines a light on another layer of, uh, Dennis Rodman. So Shout out to the bad boy Pistons. All right. And uh, we'll keep moving on with the program here. And uh, we're going to revisit a recurring theme on this show. Okay. We're going to revisit a recurring theme on this show. So uh, last episode, I believe I broached this topic talking about the Sonya Curry and Dale Curry divorce. Well, guys, there is some more news that is, have, has came out about uh, Miss Curry. So according to SanjaRose.com, I'll share the screen. Sonia Curry is in negotiations to join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast. What? Already? So soon? A lot of people have been saying she's clout chasing. And after all of this news came out, a lot of reports said that Steph Curry and Aisha Curry sided with Sonya because Dale aired the family business, the family information, the family uh, dirty laundry, so to speak. So let's go on with this article. Steph Curry's mom, Sonia Curry, is reportedly in negotiations to join the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, according to reports. The remarkably fit 55-year-old filed for divorce from her husband of 
33 years. You got that right. Of 33 years. Um, let's see here. Oop. And Dale Curry on June 14 in a North Carolina court, the couple accused each other of cheating throughout their 33 year marriage. Curry 57 accused Sonya of cheating on him with former NFL player, Steve Johnson, a six round pick in the 88 NFL draft. And Dale claims Sonya is living with Johnson, a millionaire commercial developer in Tennessee. So, okay. So that makes sense. So now that she's free and Dale is not part of the picture right now, she could do what she pleases. And she is in talks to join the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Wow. Oh, and the article goes on to say that a Bravo, a Bravo executive told media takeout news that Sonia has wanted to be a reality star for years. She and Dale pitched a couple of shows to Bravo, but at that point they were too boring. They didn't have enough uh, zest, enough spice to really um, garner being on the show. So now that they've got some renewed uh, drama in the situation going on with this family, now uh, it seems like it's a good time to pounce on possibly uh, getting a show. Wow. The cloud chase is real, man. Like, I feel um, sorry for uh, Dale because, I mean, what else? I don't want to go off on a tangent, but like, what else do you want a man to do? I mean, he's married you, you know, apparently been a great father because he's raised Steph and Seth and their daughter. And you haven't heard any crazy things coming out about them and that family. So they've raised some great children, um, upstanding citizens, and you're still getting divorced. And you, your 55 year old wife is out here trying to be, uh, on the real housewives. Really? Is that, is that how we moving out here now? I mean, it's just, it's just sad, man. Some, what well, some people will do for publicity is just gotten jarring, man, over the years. So, um, yeah, we're just cruising right along in this episode here. Um, so I kind of wanted to, uh, pivot here and there's, like I said, there was a lot that, uh, has gone on this week in particular, I don't know if you guys have been living under a rock or whatever, but a very important album was released. Uh, when was it? Sunday. Sunday. It's Tuesday right now. Kanye West Donda. I've listened to it. I've got I've gave it one full listen. It's it's too dang long. First of all, it's 27 tracks. It's 27 tracks long. It's too long to say the least. I am not impressed. I'm not impressed. There's a couple of songs that hit for me. My favorite track on the entire album is 24. I thought that was, it had soul. It had some nice, good gospel vibes. It was like inspiring. That was my favorite track so far uh, on the album. Don't get me wrong. It might be one of those projects where after the second or third listen or the fourth listen, I might start to, it might be like wine where you, it gets better with age as your palate 
um, gets better. But off first listen, I'm really not enjoying the album. It's too long. It's 27 tracks. It should be like 15 because there's a lot of fluff in there and it's a lot of interludes and stuff that really didn't hit well. Like, honestly, I think Kanye West is a person that has too many people in his ear all the time, feeding him what he needs to hear, never telling him no, because if he had any people around him who had ears and that, you know, had a sense of any type of awareness, they would have said like, dude, um, you got to cut this dang track list down and um, you don't need an interlude in between every song. Like you get lost in the album as, as a listener, honestly, like you get lost in like, what is this trying to convey? I mean, I'm used to like somebody of his caliber, caliber, he has a certain standard and a certain uh, reputation to uphold. So when I hear something from Kanye, I'm looking at it from a lens of a, you know, a legend in music, like somebody like Kendrick Lamar, like when he releases a pop project is finely tuned. It's a message. There's a beginning, a middle and an end. There's nuance in between the tracks, but he ties it together like a, like a poem, like a story. Like you literally can feel uh, Kendrick's um, master mastery in between the tracks. And like, there's a message and there's a elegance too when he puts out a project with Kanye, this, this seems like a mixtape. It doesn't seem like a finished product. It seems like he was rushed with doing whatever he needs to do because he's added a lot of people last minute. I don't know. It's just, it's just not clean. Um, so, uh, in conjunction with this story, there was another report that came out talking about how Soulja Boy was supposed to be on this album. I believe he was supposed to be on, let's see, he was supposed to be on one of the tracks. Uh, let me see. Remote Control. He was supposed to be on a Remote Control track, right? It's one of the tracks on the, on the Kanye album. And according to TMZ Sports, let me share my screen. Let's see here. So according to uh, TMZ Sports, Soulja Boy challenges Kanye to boxing match to settle their beef in the ring. And this was published on August 31st. Got some of that on here. that off. All right. So... He says, we'll make a hundred million, hundred to 200 million. First of all, you guys aren't going to make that much money. Nobody want to see y'all fight. Goodness gracious. Nobody wants to see Kanye West and Soldier Boy in a boxing ring. Cut it out, man. You ain't Jake Paul. So uh, the article goes on to say that Young Thug's plans for Slime City includes homes, water park, and music fest. What? That's not right. All right. I got the wrong part. Okay. Here we go. So. It goes on to say in this report that Draco recently threatened to beat up West on social media, saying he'd knock out the Donda artist. Soldier Boy's Twitter hand is Draco. Okay, Soldier Boy threatened to beat West up on social media, saying he'd knock out the Donda artist. So when he ran into the hip hop star in LA on Monday, uh, so when they did. TMZ did. They asked about the warning and he like said 
that's just me having some fun. You know what I'm saying? We ain't tripping. Unless Kanye wants to get in the boxing ring, you know what I'm saying? I think we can make 100 to 200 million. So the cause of the beef was, like I said before, Soldier Boy's verse on remote control was cut out of Donda and it really pissed him off. So apparently some people on Twitter heard the the um the leaked verse and I saw some of the comments and people were like uh I listened to it and I understand why his verse was cut out. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like uh yeah, bro, that was for a reason, okay? It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. It's so damn hot. It's so damn hot. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. Here we go. So, lastly, what I wanted to do is, I usually like if it's an album that comes out of high importance, I like to check out the Pitchfork review. And according to Pitchfork, they are stating that they their review of the Kanye West album is a 6.0 out of 10. So I'm not going to read this entire thing, but I kind of just want to give some of their synopsis of what they thought of the album to see if I'm on uh, the right thing here. So... It says Kanye West's 10th album arrives barely finished and with a lot of baggage. Its 27 tracks include euphoric highs that lack connective tissue, a data dump of songs searching for a higher calling. Mm hmm. I agree. I agree. Contending with Kanye used to be so thrilling. There was a sport in watching a rapper go toe to toe with their own ego, the way he did, all in service of passionate pop music that lived on the knife edge of spectacle and solipsism. He was a tightrope walker in shutter shades and Louis Vuitton stockings. Now, something has dulled in his kingdom and the thrill of watching man versus art has turned into a rote acceptance of Kanye and his stadium-sized album released events, shelf projects, billion-dollar sneaker empire, public grappling with bipolar disorder, devotion to Christianity and non-secular music, MAGA tryst with former de- President Donald Trump and presidential run of his own, the subordinate clauses that are now required to contextualize the artist himself loom large over everything he does. The music of Kanye, who once said 400 years of slavery was a choice, who once tweeted that Bill Cosby was innocent, who revolutionized rap and has not made a truly great album in five years, sounds like an afterthought, some extra sounds to have as a treat hmm that was it that was quite the paragraph goodness gracious so uh, i'll read another one here and then um kind of give my final thoughts on all of this so donda his 10th studio album named after his late mother dr donda c west came to life across three listening events held in two of the biggest stadiums in the country. Thousands of people in person and millions more online watched as songs about God, family, divorce, and throat coat for throat the throat goats blasted through speakers while a mask Kanye did push-ups and frolic with the baby who recently spouted homophobic remarks and Marilyn Manson, who is currently facing multiple lawsuits for sexual assault. Each session felt like market testing disguises performance art 
and was somehow worse than both 2016's Life Apollo event of Mad- at Madison Square Garden and his infamous Jackson Hole gathering for Ye. Like any album put on the streaming services without the artist's approval, Donda arrived barely finished and with a lot of baggage. It's one hour and 48 minute runtime includes euphoric highs that lack connective tissue, a data dump of songs searching for a higher calling. So basically, yeah, I couldn't have said that better. Um, For somebody that's had so much uh, magic in his music, to me, this album, it just doesn't have any soul. It, if it, when you listen to it, I'm just sensing and I'm getting the feeling of a mixtape, not a polished Kanye masterpiece. And that, that's, um, I mean, I've been a big Kanye fan of the music for a long time, ever since the college dropout, you know, late registration. Um, the life of Pablo was a great piece of uh, art. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Um, I've been a a big Kanye fan for a while when it comes to the music. And, uh, this fell short to me, you know, it just, it just didn't hit his last couple of projects. Haven't been the best. The last, um, project that he's put out that has been, um, decent, been nice has been life of Pablo. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to post this on YouTube. Uh, interact with me uh, in the comments. Let me know what you thought about the album. There's also some, so also some good news coming out about uh, one of my favorite shows on Netflix in the past couple of years. Uh, you. You Season 3 has got a new release date. There's a teaser trailer out for it. I believe it's coming out on October 15th, so stay in tune for that. I might do a reaction to that teaser on uh, my YouTube Uh, and yeah, without further ado, uh, I appreciate you guys listening and rocking with me and, uh, yeah, go over to my YouTube. If you want more content more frequently, I've been posting there a lot. I think since this past week alone, I've posted like over 13 videos. So I'm getting more active doing, uh, uh, more bite-sized content that you can take with you and sip. So yeah, without further ado, love somebody, hug somebody. Do something good for somebody not expecting anything in return. And I will speak to you guys next time, next week. Peace.